Good morning, everyone. Happy Sunday. Welcome to Kids on Sundays at Home. So, I'm glad that we can meet together online. I'm glad that I get to teach you again. Um, my name is Lauren, and this is me saying hi. Hi. Um, I hope you are well. I hope you have had a lovely week. Well, last week we finished off a series on um, mission and telling people about Jesus. Today I've got a one-off lesson for you because our church, um, the adults in our church, the teenagers in our church, have been learning from the book of Job. You might have heard your parents talking about it. You might have heard them discussing it at Bible study. So I wanted to give you a chance to hear a bit about what goes on in the book of Job. You know, the whole Bible is for every Christian. Everything that God writes down is to help us trust him and love him whether we are 5 or 25 or 95, the Bible is for all of us. And it's very cool that we can understand the Bible together. Let me pray for us, and um, we'll get into talking about Job. Let's close eyes. Father God in heaven, thank you for Job. Thank you that his story is in the Bible to teach us that you are in control. Please help us to trust that about you, and please help us to love you forever. We pray this in your name. Amen. Right. Well, um, the story of Job, when we go through it, and I'm just going to read parts of the first two chapters of Job. Um, you can find his story in the Old Testament. So that's the first part of the Bible. It was written down before Jesus came to earth. And you'll find it there. And you can go read some of these things for yourself. So as we go, I'll read bits from Job chapter 1 and Job chapter 2. I need to warn you, the story of Job is quite stressful. It can make us wonder about how God works and why he does what he does. It can even make us go, God, are you being fair? But the incredibly important answer to that question is that God is God. He is always good and fair and kind, but most importantly, God is always in control. And when we realize what he uses his control to do, well, we sigh and we take a, a big deep breath and we are filled with relief because the God we love and trust, the God we read about in the Bible is the one who is in control. And that's one of the many things that Job's story tells us. Anyway, let's get started. Let's meet Job. Hi, Job. Job chapter 1 tells us a bit about him. Let me read verses 1 through to verse 5. In the land of Uz, there lived a man whose name was Job. This man was blameless and upright. He feared God. He turned away from evil. He had seven sons and three daughters. And he owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 5,000 yoke of oxen, and 500 donkeys. And he had a large number of servants. He was the greatest man among all the people of the East. That's just verse 1, 2, and 3. Job was a great man. He was a rich, blessed man. But most importantly, he was a man that understood that God was in control. Job knew that God was God, and he treated him like that. The Bible then goes on to show us some of the things he does that just give us proof 
of the type of man he is. This is Job chapter 1, the next two verses, verse 4 and verse 5. His sons used to hold feasts in their home on their birthdays, and they would invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. When a period of feasting had run its course, Job would make arrangements for them to be purified. Early in the morning, he would sacrifice a burnt offering for each of them, thinking, perhaps my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. This was Job's regular custom. Do you see what he does? He's so concerned about honoring God that he goes, just in case my children have done something wrong and cursed God, let me make a sacrifice to ask God to forgive them. Remember, this was before Jesus came, and that was part of how people um, expressed their relationship and their trust in God. We see what type of man Job is. There's no doubt he is a man who loves God with his whole heart. He is a man who knows that God is in control. Which makes the next part of his story interesting. Let me go down. In verse 6 and from verse 6 onwards, we read that the devil, Satan, comes to stand before God. And God says, where have you been? And he said, I've been going back and forth through the earth. And God says to Satan, have you seen Job? God says this, this is verse 8. Have you considered my servant Job? There's no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. God says exactly what the, um, the, the verses before have said. Job is an upright man. And God says to Satan, have you noticed him? Satan says to God, well, no wonder Job loves you. Look at all the good things you've given him. I bet you if you took away everything he has, he would curse you to your face. Then God, who has complete control, says, Okay, Satan, you can take away every good thing that I've given him. Just don't lay a hand on the man himself. So the devil goes out of God's presence and he attacks and takes away and kills and destroys every good thing the Bible has mentioned. All his wealth, even his children. Job is heartbroken. And um, when we hear this, we go, God, how could you do that? How could you do that to a man who loves and trusts you? How could you let Satan be evil? But we don't get the answer just yet. What we do get to hear is what Job says. This is chapter 1, verse 20. All these things happened. He receives news of them all at the same time. And then he does this. Job chapter 1, verse 20. At this, Job got up, tore his robe, and shaved his head. It's a sign of being sad, of mourning. Then he fell to the ground in worship and said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I'll depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. Job says, everything I had was from God. He is in control. He has given, he has taken away. His name is worthy to be praised. Well, verse 22, in all this, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. The Bible says Job was right in how he responded. He responded by saying, guess what I know? God is in control. 
everything I had came from him. Goodness, can you imagine reacting like that when so many terrible things have happened to you? Well, the story continues in Job chapter 2. Again, the devil, Satan, comes before God. And um, God says to Satan, where have you been? And Satan says, I've been going through the earth back and forth. And Job says, have you seen Job? You almost want to be like, no, God, you've already done this. It's cool. But this is what Job, uh, what God says to Satan in Job chapter 2, verse 3. The Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There's no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. He still maintains his integrity, even though you incited me against him to ruin him. God says, look at Job, even though you took away the good things he had from me, he still understood that I am God, that I am in control, and he loves me for being God. Here is what Satan says next. Skin for skin. A man will give all he has for his own life. Satan says, sure, you took away the things around him, but you didn't let me touch him. If you let me um, give sores to his body, then he will curse you. God says, all right, you can do that, but you must spare his life. So that's what Satan does. He goes out from the presence of God and afflicts Job with painful sores from his head all the way down to his feet. Job is a broken man. He has lost everything, every good thing. He's heartbroken of the loss of his children. And um, on top of that, now he is covered in sores from head to feet. Oh, God, what are you doing? This is a man who loves you. Hasn't he proved himself to you? Hasn't he shown that he's understood that you are in control? Have you not pushed him too far? Well, listen to what happens. Verse 10 of chapter 2, this is what Job says. His wife has come to him and said, Are you really still trusting God? Curse him and die. Look what he's done. And Job says, Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? Here's what Job understands. God is in control. Good comes from God. Bad things are controlled and held back and given by God in his time for his reason. Everything we have comes from God because God is in control. Job understands that God is in control. He understands that everything he has came from God. God can take it away. And he understands that God gives good, that God is in control of the bad that comes. He knows that God is in control. And the very fact that God is in control makes him worthy of being praised. Now, I think it's easy to hear what happens and you go, sure, but this, is, this isn't this is right. God, you've allowed Satan to be really evil to someone who loves you, to someone who trusts you. But I want to remind you that even though the story of Job um, is a good reminder. It's not the whole story of how God has worked in history. Look what I have here. 
Cool, no? <laughs> Can you see on the side? These are 3D glasses for when you go to a movie. And um, perhaps you've tried this. If you've gone to a 3D movie, you've sat there and you haven't put the glasses on yet. And you can see what's going on, but it's it's a little bit blurry. The screen looks like it's jumping a bit. And then you pop on these guys. And suddenly you can see the whole picture so much clearer. And you're like, oh, that's what's going on. You know, we are so privileged. When we read the Bible, we read it knowing um, so much about what God has already done for us. You see, when the story of Job happened, when that was written down, that happened before Jesus. But you and I get to live in a time in history after Jesus came to earth. God is in control, and God uses his control and his power to do the kindest thing imaginable. God sends his own son, Jesus, who has all the power, the glory, the importance of God, who is God, to come to earth, to live as a normal man, and to die on the cross. Why would God do that? Well, the worst suffering you and I could ever face is not losing things or people we love, even though that is terrible. The worst thing we could ever face is being separated from God forever in hell. This is the punishment of sin. If we spend our whole lives saying, no, thank you, God, I don't want you, we don't get God for eternity. We spend forever away from God and every good thing that comes with God. That's the worst thing a human being could ever face. And God wanted there to be a way for us not to face that. The worst suffering we could ever face would be to be separated from God. But guess who faced that? When Jesus hung on the cross, he faced being separated from God, his Father. Because God had heaped the sin of the world on him, God turned his face away from him in that moment on, when Jesus was on the cross. Jesus, who had always been with his Father in perfect unity, was alone, facing the worst thing any human being could ever face, being separated from God. God used all his power to show us his goodness and his love. He said, I don't want you to face that type of suffering. And he sent Jesus so that everyone who goes, please let what Jesus does count for me can be sure that they will never face that terrible suffering, that worst suffering of being separated from God forever. On top of that, the Bible assures us that everything that happens, God is in control of. Good things, bad things, things that you go, how could God possibly be using this? Well, the Bible says he works all of those things for our good, and for his glory. The worst thing we could ever face was dealt with by Jesus. Jesus, who was similar to Job, he was upright, loved God, he was blameless, and yet he suffered. And the reason Jesus suffered was so that we would never face that worst suffering. The story of Job might be hard to read, but... It's important to read because it teaches us this. 
God is in control. And if you go, I wonder if God is good. He has all this control. Is he good? Is he kind? What is he doing with that power? Well, we put on our <laughs> our spiritual 3D glasses to help us see things clearly. And what do we see through the history of the Bible? We see Jesus living on earth, dying on the cross for you and for me. God uses all his control to show us his love and his goodness. And when we read the story of Job, we never forget the story of Jesus as well. So if you've read this story and you've gone, oh, thank goodness for Jesus. I think that's right. It's right that often and wholeheartedly we say, thank you, God, for Jesus. But when we read the story of Job, we also say, thank you, God, for you. Thank you that you are in control. Why would we worship a God who wasn't totally in control? It's something we love about him. Um, so if you are or have or will ever go through hard times, hard suffering things, I want you to remember what we've learned from Job. God is in control. I want you to remember that he shows that control along with his goodness and his love for you through Jesus. Jesus who understands what it's like to suffer. So when hard things come your way, run to Jesus. Talk to him. Pray to him. Ask him for his help. Ask him for his help to remember that God is in control. And trust that God does exactly what he says he does. He uses all these things for our good and for his glory. He's absolutely amazing and no one could do what God does. Should we pray and say thank you to God for who he is and say thank you to God for Jesus? Let's close our eyes. Father God in heaven, we praise you for being you. God, you are in control and your Bible shows us that. We love that about you and we praise you. We thank you also that you use all your power, all your control to send us Jesus, who protects us from the worst suffering of being separated from you. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for coming. Please help us to trust in you and to always believe that God is in control. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Right, boys and girls, that was a sweep. <laughs> through the book of Job, and there's so much more to be understood. But perhaps you want to chat to your parents as they listen to the sermons being preached, as they um, study the book of Job in Bible study. It will be a really great thing to chat to them about what they're learning and um, learn with them. Thanks for joining us. We hope you have a lovely Sunday and a good week further. Bye.